Big Podcaster, your podcaster. Come here, take this treat. It's good. I thought you liked these treats. Podcaster, here, take a toy. I, well, Podcaster, if you're not going to respond to that, I just bought all this new stuff from the store, and you don't like any of it, well, I'll just have to buy you another shoebox. Hello, fans of For Quality Assurance. This is a small podcast for small pets. How are you doing today? Right now, it's me. Uh, wait, hold on. We're adding a name to this. So it's it's me, uh, Steak the Ferret, uh, Dangerfield, and George the Red-Eared Slider Turtles. And now, as many of you may know, we got a, a plant for the show. We got I got a, a, an aquarium. I had a small tank, and I set it up just for a plant. And the plant officially has a name, Big Ben. That's what we are calling uh, the Mondo grass we have here. He or she, I actually don't know. Oh, man. This is the problem, is when I open my mouth, I end up with more mysteries. I don't know whether uh, plants have a sex, uh, or, or whether sea plants have a sex. I could not tell you whether, in the very least, how you sex uh, a, a grass plant. There's always mysteries out there, and that's the problem, is always know when, you, when you're, you're, you're just, uh, when you don't know, when, you, when, you, when you're making up nonsense. And so we're going to call it an it, because it is a plant, and that's what we'll go with now, but it's doing great. I had heard lots of rumors about these plants not doing well in, in aquariums and that perhaps even uh, we've misunderstood whether Mondo grass can live in aquariums, but we're doing all right. And today's episode, a little bit more of an update. I bought those things called beta bulbs. You see them at almost every pet store. And uh, beta bulbs are these little bulbs. You put them in your tank and they grow after 30 days into these, uh, into these plants. I have never had any luck with them. So I thought what this would be was like, uh, uh, an expose like these beta these beta bulbs they don't work they as I was going to record today started sprouting so maybe a little bit more uh, uh, patience is required so here's here's the logic of um of uh, of what we're going to do today is is I sort of came about it in a weird way first I wanted to talk about swarms uh, uh, swarms are are, are are an intro has always has always been interesting to me because we talk about hive minds with um ants and we're definitely going to do a whole episode on ant colonies. Um, I also wanted to do something on um, uh, Werner von Braunhut, the uh, discoverer of uh, what we would call sea monkeys, but what I believe are called just uh, like a, a lake krill. Um, he, he didn't discover them. He discovered you could bring them back to life. He was a very controversial character, made a lot of bad choices, was sort of half good, half bad, but... Um, he was he was a genius marketer at the very least, um, and he, he he was very passionate about sea monkeys, which I've had. And if you've ever had sea monkeys, it is a gr- it is actually a good first pet. It'll teach you about how difficult it is to do things. And uh, the rumor is that you can't keep sea monkeys alive for a very long time. Uh, it's not true. You can totally do it. It's a, we're gonna do. I think we're gonna do a whole suite of these weird like tank animals like sea monkeys and and ants so get ready for those in the next weeks but it's all about aeration sea monkeys require a lot of air um in a small space which usually you can't provide with a very small aquarium which is what most of them give you if we're being honest sea monkeys are are, are a little bit cruel because they're selling them to you knowing they will die in the environment that that you're putting them in um which brings us to what we're going to talk about today, sort of in a segue that you'll get at the end. This is a, a bad segue in that it's a, it's a twist segue. Ah, you didn't even know that there's going to be a segue. So um, I want to talk about swarming. Uh, mostly what I was looking on swarming just led me to the most adorable of things. Um, 
First, we'll start with that I found a wonderful bird called auks or auklets. And I'm going to put a picture up, if I can find a public domain one, of uh, the least auklet. And if you don't know this about animals in general, uh, in animals, least means smallest. And just choose an animal and, you know, whatever animal is your favorite and put least next to it. And there's a good chance you will result in finding the cutest animal of its kind. For example, the least weasel, if you've never seen it, which maybe I'll try and there's someone who famously owns a least weasel. It's not a great pet, um, but but there's there's a very famous least weasel on the internet, and maybe I'll try and get in contact with that guy, but but least weasels are very, very cute, and of course distant cousins to the not distant, but but cousins to the to the ferret. Um, and they're very, very cute. They're little. They're very little. So uh, I'll put up a picture of the least auklet, which is a bird that does exhibit swarming behavior. It looks sort of like a puffin, but way cuter. Um, so, but uh, uh, what this led me to was, um, once again, a series of adorable words. That uh, Actually, the idea of even tracking uh, um, birds in swarms was a uh, program found in 1986 by Craig Reynolds called uh, BOIDS. BOIDS stands for Birdoid object. I know. So dumb. Computers are the best. And Boyd's is used to this day after Craig Reynolds discovered it, uh, uh, which allowed him to track uh, the idea of, of birds flying around and, and swarming and sort of uh, how, how they stayed together and when they spread apart. Um, and it's now used in, in games today, in, in, in computer simulations today, uh, uh, to... to <laughs> to simulate birds, and I think also uh, to, to, to study birds to some extent. I think mostly its application has become in, in simulating birds on computers. Um, not so much understanding birds again today, but in showing what birds would do in, in, in an environment, which is great. Boids, birdoid. Birdoid is a word. Bird-oid. It's a bird in a computer. Birdoid. Ah, oh, I'm so happy. Birdoids. Now, Here's where the segue came in, why you can't keep sea monkeys. Um, when I was a young boy, I very, very, very much wanted a lobster or an Alaskan king crab as a pet. I thought they were the coolest thing in the world. And I actually remember calling up a pet store and getting yelled at by a woman who I was trying to ask her how I would keep an Alaskan king crab. And she just, I was like 10 when I called up a pet store. She just started yelling about me how, first of all, she was like, it's so complicated to keep a, a king crab in your house. I was like, Okay, so do you think that uh, the ten-year-old boy calling is gonna manage to do this? If it's so, she like screamed at me about why you don't keep king crabs in a house, but um, it was not a great answer because I was trying to learn. So never yell at people when they're trying to learn. Uh, one of the things is that um, a lot of ocean creatures uh, produce a lot of waste. They count on the fact that the ocean and the currents will move stuff around. Uh, lobsters, in particular, uh, as 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 we're going to talk about now are extremely difficult to keep. They, are, uh, they cause a lot of waste, lobsters. Um, uh, apparently, the way that you counter this, and the reason why no one really can keep a lobster as a pet, is that um, when you see a lobster in a tank, it is only in a tank that will allow it to, to, to die and be eaten. Um, in that, it's not really sustaining life in that tank as much as it is sort of an extended version of a, a freezer or a fridge. Um, lobsters, if you feed them, almost instantly start producing waste and chemicals. And, and as you know, from, from animals that breathe water, the main goal is um, to keep the, 
the waste they make not getting into them. So there's a balance of the animal can live in an environment that has its own poop in it, but uh, to the extent that it can breathe, that poop is usually up in the air. Um, you want to keep chemicals. You want a good filter that actually keeps clean water. And actually, uh, it, all it really is in an ideal situation is the balance that allows its, you know, we'll call it skin for now to be to be safe and uh, uh, creating uh, oxygen in the water that it can breathe. Other than that, you really don't want any of its detritus or, or leavings uh, behind in the water. You want that to be sucked up almost immediately. Um, so they don't feed lobsters, actually. They make the water much colder than it should be, and they, they, don't, they don't feed them at all um, unless absolutely necessary, unless, like, you know, you, you, know, you buy lobsters and, and you, you don't buy them until you sell them and you need to keep them alive. Essentially, if you feed them, they make so much waste that, and they count on the ocean that they'll almost instantly die. Um, now, lobsters were not supposed to come up in this swarming episode. I didn't know this. This is the best thing I've heard of. Once again... What have you got already? You've got auklet, already a great word to say. It's a very cute bird. You've got uh, a birdoid and boids. Get ready for the third one, lobster train. That's right. A lobster train is um, this way of migrating that lobsters walk in a single line. I mean, it's a single file line. I really recommend, I'll try and put a link up to a video that we can show, but oh boy. I mean, they just walk in one, in one by one, miles and miles to, 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 to migrate. It is bizarre. Um, and that's going to do it for the episode today. Um, you'll notice below uh, I got uh, Big Ben a few extra little plant things because uh, he's doing good. He's growing roots, but I, I didn't know whether uh, the, the bulbs were going to die or so. It's now a pretty packed tank, um, and we'll, we have some more grass there. I think what we're going to do is below this episode – um, is a repeat of this episode, uh, but with, with, with um, or maybe it'll just be some soothing noises, or maybe it won't be any, you know, noises. It'll just be the sound of the filter itself. It'll be a video of, of, uh, of our little tank, because there's not a lot of movement to it, but it is, it is very pretty to, to look at. Maybe that'll be a calming thing to have in your podcast feed. Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and hey, um, if you have the time, go on Amazon.com and look up Hamsters of History, my movie. The link will also be in the podcast description. Please, it's a great movie about the history of hamsters and how they came to this country, and it's the reason I do this show. So, um, uh, thanks so much for listening. All right, let's go get let's get you new toys, podcaster.